Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. You're behind the curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Well, welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Penn Ketchum. What's, What's up? I just, for some reason, had this, like image of like what if i quick press a button and your chair like collapsed out from under you <laughs> so so look this is a weird one here's what happened we never have done this before <laughs> what had happened was <laughs> we rolled in and we were like what are we going to watch next week <laughs> i have no clue and i said now wait, wait wait before you get to the punchline <laughs> <laughs> let's paint a picture of my day okay all right so it's monday mm. It's when I do almost all of my grown-up work. Yeah, right? important stuff. It's my big day. Yeah. I have actual shit to do. No time to spare. Right. So not that I have no time to spare, but I got a lot to do. So because of my schedule this weekend we and your schedule worked out, we decided let's record Monday afternoon. Right. Busy day for me, but you know what? For the show. Take a minute. Take a minute. Right. So that's the scene. Mm. So I roll in. <laughs> oh. Three-day weekend, David. All with the day off. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> hey. I'm just living fun and fancy-free. <laughs> not a care in the world. Right. I sit down, Penn says, what are we going to record next week? We could do, I don't know. Because there's no new movies. There's no new movies. So I said, well, we could do Uncharted, but I was just joking because I remember we reviewed Uncharted last week. I just didn't see it. Hmm. You saw it and gave a stellar oh, review. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Review. So insightful. Great. Yeah. Provocative. The paper's call. Thoughtful. Yeah. Everybody was on board. So then I said, what if we do something unprecedented? And Penn's like, what in the world could that be? Because I'm pretty straight laced and I never right. do anything crazy. I am, I am nothing if not by the book. <laughs> right. right. I'm all about rules and procedures. And I said, I said, what if we watch Jackass and then we either watch it right now or right after we're done recording. Because I said, because what are you doing? Right. <laughs> what do you got going on? Here's the line. <laughs> here's the line. I swear to God, this is the truth. Here's the line. David goes. Because <laughs> David goes, I swear to God, this is true. This is an actual quote. <laughs> David goes. <laughs> David goes. David goes. <laughs> I can't even say. <laughs> I'm dying. All right, this is the actual quote. I swear to God. <laughs> David goes because David says about let's watch the movie now, and he goes because I got nothing going on till seven o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and me, still the dumbass that I've been ever since seventh grade. <laughs> and, and when my buddy says, says an awful idea, I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I think I backed it up. I was like, sorry, it can be that long. Right. <laughs> so all the work that I had 
planned for mm. after we recorded the show. <laughs> <laughs> right out the window. Yeah, because it's now what, like three, three something. I think it's like nine o'clock at yeah. night. <laughs> that was a seven hour movie. This. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, tune in next week as we review Jackass. Jackass. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Oh my God. Oh man! Um, I don't want to give it away. I'm okay. not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil the punchline because we had one really solid review. We were walking out, and David said that was, and I said way more. And then we like paused, and I said, no matter how you finish that sentence, <laughs> it, was, it was way more. It was way more. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> and I'm Ben Ketchum. Take care and party on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this week episode, the one we've been waiting years to yeah. record. It, 163, right? I got a, I got crazy news for you. Talk to me. We're only one way from 164. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Can you believe it? That was our wasn't that our watermark? We were like, well, we'll do this. David was like, do you, do you want to do a podcast? I said, oh, that's a great idea. We'll do a podcast. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. We'll and do 164 I, episodes. Yeah, I said, I said, Pam, look, I'm not doing this if we don't do a minimum of 164. <laughs> right, that was the initial contract. <laughs> right. We'll see where we go from there. <laughs> right. So today we're doing episode 163 where where we review the Batman, right? Which I re I watched in IMAX. I did not. But you I watched watch it in it regular. Actually, okay, yeah. we have. I I have some thoughts on it. Well, let's start with some thoughts on this thing. Talk to me. The War of the Rahiram anime film uh, is set for April twelfth, twenty twenty four, uh, from WB. Now, this is a Lord of the Rings movie. Mm. Uh, the Rohirrim are the uh, um, the Riders of Rohan, I believe. <laughs> I'm really okay. trying. Because for a minute there, I thought it was the guys with the Oliphants, but I'm like, no, yeah. that's not the Rohirrim. Because the Riders of Rohan are the Rohirrim. When I first read this headline, you know mm. a question immediately popped into my head? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I read this headline, I immediately thought to myself, can they pull it off before the rights go back on market? I know, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm sure that's what everybody... Exactly. Well, here's the thing. The Lord of the Rings writes, they're saying that they're going to put them back. They're like... What do you mean put them back? Well, who has them? New Line had them. Who is whatever. No, it's Warner's, I think. Warner's. So Warner's yeah. had Warner's had it. Yes. Well, Amazon bought some some form of the rights because they've got a TV show coming on. Uh, what's it called? War of the Rings? Or, is that Amazon? I mean... Yeah. Yeah, okay. And... Uh, I guess the guy who is in charge of it has, is deciding that instead of just giving it to WB, he might put it up to the highest bidder, oh. which of course Amazon will obviously be like wreck. Yeah, right. Uh, they'll snatch it up like crazy. So the Amazon show is connected at least style-wise to the to the Peter Jackson stuff. We don't know if it's fully connected or not at this point. Yeah. Um, and this anime movie, we don't know where it lies. But if they lose the rights, they might not be able to finish this movie. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really need this movie. Do you need this movie? No. Yeah. No, I don't care. You know what I do care about? Uh, Natalie Ratashinov. Oh, yeah. Uh, she stars of, um, no, it's Natasha something or other. Romanov. And she stars in Russian Doll. Yeah. my One of my favorite Netflix shows, which has only had one season. Mm. Season two comes back April. So what? How, yeah, so that come from? that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I think it's news. Cause like, this is, I think a, I mean, big show is probably an exaggeration. It's not as big as like 
Schitt's Creek or, you know, one of those movies where everybody's talking about it. But I think it was a big show and I loved it and I'm psyched for season two. So all of like, I haven't thought about it in months. Um, I did rewatch the entire series a few months back, Mm. maybe last summer and um, season two in April. I know that's not movie related, but you know, whatever. You know, these like things that all of a sudden got made during COVID and stuff. That's kind of crazy. It's, not that they're not good. I'm not saying that whatsoever, but it's kind of interesting to watch how the plot and the sets have changed as a result. Oh, right. Like, you know, for instance, The Witcher, maybe it was always meant to be this, but it's all like the season of The Witcher was all like in a castle. Mm. Or I watched the movie, tra- or I think it's on here, the movie tra- one of the movie trailers, and it's like one of the sets is supposed to be like uh, uh hospital room but it's just like a dark room and all you see is the table that they're currently on mm. like everything else is yeah. dark you know so that's lame speaking of things that are dark Brad Pitt's own Plan B Entertainment plans to reproduce or to produce Beetlejuice 2 with Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder returning Yes. Are you ready for Beetlejuice 2? Whatever. I mean, to me, this is a great movie. I love Beetlejuice. I'm not really convinced we need Beetlejuice 2. You want to hear something interesting about Beetlejuice? Talk to me. You know I love the, the show Community. Who doesn't? Right. In the show, you know you say Beetlejuice's name three times and he shows up? Mm-hmm. They, sh- they say his name a total of three times across the series. Like, not in one episode. Ah. And the third time they say him, someone dressed as Beetlejuice walks across the screen. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, so that's the best thing we got. About Beetlejuice. About Beetlejuice. I mean, I'm not trying to knock the movie. I'm a fan. I liked it. You know, I would even watch it again, like whatever. What's up with Michael Keaton? Yeah. He dropped off for like ever, right? And now all of a sudden he's back, but he's just back playing his old characters? Yeah. And what's uh, what's Brad Pitt's connection? I felt like he would be a little bit like above this. I think it's just his company. Yeah. He's not really involved. Okay. I, I I bet he's probably not even involved. Yeah. The name of his company is Plan B. Mm. Speaking of B, Michael B. Jordan and Will Smith will both star in and produce yet another sequel, the follow-up to 2007's I Am Legend from screenwriter Akiva Goldsman. That was a pretty great transition, unlike the movie I Am Legend. (laughs) So you didn't like the movie? I hate that movie. Oh, I like that movie. You know why? Because it's scary. No, because gave you I bad read dreams. the 100-page book. Makes you uncomfortable. That's a thousand times better than the movie. Oh, I could read 100 pages. Oh, my gosh. Penn, this, this, so, all right, look, if you go to pick up I Am Legend, yeah. it looks like a thick book, but but it's such a short story. They always include other stories, so it's only the first, like, 100 pages of a book or less, and it's so good, so incredibly good, and has almost nothing to do with this movie. Mm. Uh, the movie was just the vampires. The vampires in I Am Legend are more like uh, crazy, insane people, mm. uh, and they just but they're like decaying and they're trying. They just like at night they come around his house and they try and coax him out and everything. Yeah, but remember he was talking to that mannequin and renting movies. And then during the day, during the day he goes into the city. Yeah, and they're like fully comatose. Right. So unlike in in this movie where they're like in the dark, they're still awake. Mm. During the day, they're fully asleep, mm. and he comes and he just drags them out into the sunlight. Mm. And I'm going to spoil it because you're not going to read it. And uh, so then it turns out that society has reasserted itself. Everyone became a vampire, and only a few in the beginning, uh-huh. the virus was different, 
and those people went crazy, but like most of society has just become nocturnal mm. and they drink pig's blood. And here he's been going to the cities and like killing people. Mm. And it turns out he, the last human, is the monster. Oh, snap. Yeah. So much better. So it's a vegan movie. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, speaking of vegans, <laughs> totally off base here. Wait, can I just say? Yeah. I like that. That's a great example. That movie, I Am Legend. Yeah. Your take on it and my take on it. Right. is a great example of two different audiences. Yeah. Like you're all about the legend and the book and the vampires and the monsters and, and the backstory. And I'm like, oh, he drove that cool truck. And he was like, he had that funny scene talking to the man. And he was hitting golf balls yeah, off an aircraft carrier. Remember when he had to strangle his own dog? That's when I really got. Yeah. That's that. No, it's a hard movie. Oof. I can't. It's a can't, hard movie. Can't do it. I, I'll be really. I. <clears throat> This headline, this story kind of makes me want to go back and rewatch it because you maybe maybe you remember. How does the movie end? Uh, it has two endings, and I can't remember what the right one is. One ending, he goes, he finds a safe haven, and one ending, he dies protecting a kid and a lady, and then they escape. I think in the movie they escape. They yeah. they don't they like leave the city and they go up yeah, north. I think the, 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 or the kid and the lady escape. They go up to like Lake, Lake Placid or something. I thought he died. Yeah, but I can't remember. A lot of hills in Lake Placid. So I, look, I got a, I got a wager that happened last night. All right. Well, not really a wager. Yeah. Just like my, my mom's mom's. She said shady lady. She said, I bet you Penn makes his own kombucha. Oh. And I was like, nah. 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 I was like, my man got principles. <laughs> he ain't out here making no kombucha. She's trying to unload some some Scooby. Some kombucha making equipment and ingredients. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. nah. 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 Like he's a lot of things. <laughs> right. But he ain't got no gross jar full of fungus making, making drinks. <laughs> David, you are absolutely correct. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> no, I ain't messing around with no fungi. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Mushroom walks into a bar. Yeah. Says, you want to go on a date? The girl says, no. He says, why not? I'm a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of podcast is this? The best kind. <laughs> the best kind. All right, Jason Momoa. Speaking of the best. Yeah. In a, in a story that I don't know how it's not true already, <laughs> Jason Momoa revealed to Entertainment Tonight he's playing bad guy in the Fast and Furious 10. To which I say, can we just skip a beat and go to Fast and Furious 11 when he's on the team and hilarious? Because that's what I want. That, that's what they all do. They have a bad guy, he either dies or he joins the team. Right. Have they announced the name of the movie yet? If it's not Fast 10, your seatbelts. If it's not Fast 10, your seatbelts, I ain't watching it. Yeah, I'm out. Uh -uh. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you hear the big news about fastening your seatbelts? No, no. You didn't. You didn't read about this in the paper. Oh, uh, I might. I might have missed it. You missed. Yeah. Well, you know what it is. My, someone took my paper the other morning. Oh, it must have been that yeah. same day that it was reported. <laughs> it was widely reported. I yeah. guess you didn't catch it, but no. um, yeah. So they're saying the new Fast Ten, Fast and Furious Ten, Fast in Your Seatbelts. Yeah. It's actually going to be a documentary. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it'd be really interesting. Based on Jason Momoa. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hit me with some news. Okay. In a recent interview with Screen Rant, David Rizdahl revealed he and Zazie Beetz are collaborating on a new version of Rapunzel with, quote, a huge afro, end quote. That sounds crazy. 
So what is this, an African-American version of Rapunzel? Is that what we're saying? Uh, why does it have to be African-American? I don't I mean, know. Just, she can be African-American. It doesn't have to be an African-American movie. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like we're going Afro look. All right. Yeah, I would assume. Okay. She had a huge Afro in uh, Deadpool. I like triple that. Oh, was that her? I, did, yeah. I don't know the actress. I don't yeah. recognize. Well, first off, he pronounced this guy's name probably correctly, which is insane. Right. I was like, I wouldn't have pronounced it that way, and I'm pretty sure that's the right way. I wanted to get credit for a, that. That was a lot of Let's, words. I'm going to spell this guy's name. It's David R Y S D A H L and Rizdal. Rizdal is what I'm saying. That and, is probably the right way to do and it. And then you hit me with Zazi Beats. That, that was one a, I thought you knew. That was a fun sentence to say. Yeah. David Ristall revealed he and Zazi Beats are collaborating on a new version of Rapunzel with, quote, a huge afro, end quote. She's cool. I like her. I don't I don't think I know her. I'm sure if I she looked her up. Pool. She was Domino. Yeah, I'm sure, but I don't know. Just because you tell me that she's in Deadpool doesn't like you know she what you was Deadpool. You know what you remind me of? This is a sidebar that has nothing to do with movies. But you know I train for triathlon sometimes. Yeah. Right. And I'll be like on the track running, like my guts out, like as hard as I can. <laughs> and the coach is like, pick it up, pick it up a little faster. And I'm like, now wait a minute. If you don't think this is already maxed out, like you telling me a little faster, is it gonna <laughs> like, this is what I got coach. <laughs> this, is, this is what you're working with. <laughs> wow. This is great news. I love this news because I know how much you like to say this guy's last name. Because it, you, you, now I, I think our listeners should know. I, I don't want to like spoil the behind the scenes, but whenever we're getting ready to talk about this character, David always like pauses, pauses the tape, exits, comes back in with a full briefcase, gets out of French beret, yeah, you know, and a, he lay, he like picks up all of our equipment, lays down like a checkered tablecloth, yeah, you know, and like a red wine. Someone's got an accordion, I have an accordion playing, right? And then all of a sudden, these guys come in from an accordion, which is awful because we just recruited them from the staff meeting, right? They don't really know how to play the accordion, yeah. <laughs> so they're like, <laughs> they're pretty much like air guitaring the yeah. accordion, and then some other poor sap has to click play on a cassette player with accordion soundtrack right. just so that David can have his little French Parisian fantasy while he talks about this guy. So with that as the setup, now that we've got the tablecloth set, a la Lady and the Tramp. A la Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> All right. You ready? Mm. <laughs> a third Hercule Poirot. A third Hercule Poirot movie is in the works, uh, and it's said to be a tonal shift from the previous two. Now, if you're not familiar with her, who Hercule Poirot is, Poirot. Poirot. He's uh, the lead detective in the Christie, uh, the Agatha Christie films, books, uh, Murder on the Orient Express, mm. Death of the Nile, which just came out. Mm. So they're making another one, and this one is going to be a tonal shift. I don't know what that means. What kind of shift? Tonal? Total? Tonal. Tonal. So I don't know how you change a murder mystery tone. Like, I guess it's going to be darker? That's what I'm guessing. I, I think they're trying, and I'm not sure that I agree it's a good idea, but when I read this story, I took, the, I took away from it that they're trying to make it more, like, um, not gritty like the Batman, but a little bit more of an action, like a realer, like, like Death on the Nile and... Um, Murder on the Orient Express are both like very, very safe, 
fun old school murder mysteries. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Very decorative. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if they're trying to make this like a little edgier. Yeah, maybe. I would also like to point out that we use the word tonal, mm. thereby indicating it's like a little dog whistle of like fanciness. Like letting people know, like, we are really, really smart. Like when I said tonal about four people's pinkies, we're just like, right. Apparently it's still based on an Agatha Christie book, just one of the lesser known ones. And who's the main character? Uh, Hercule Perot. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Please. Thank you. Please. I, I try. I try. <laughs> the I crowd try. goes crazy. <laughs> Uh, but it's the script's already written, or I guess the screenplay is already written. I think it's cool. I think it's cool that they're going. Um, is this? I assume, otherwise, it wouldn't be sort of the same story. But I assume that it's going to be the same actor and the same sort of producers and directors. And like, is it the same team behind Death on a Nile and Murder on the Orient Express? They're yeah, just- it's still going to be produced and starring, or directed and starring Kenneth Braga. Kenneth Braha. 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 And they said, for sure, the mustache will be back. Even though at the end of the last one, clean shaven. Yep, clean shaven. Speaking of people that are not clean shaven, Mm -hmm. the new Planet and the Apes movie is set to be directed by the Maze Runner's Wes Ball. Now, this is an original thing that was announced in 2019. However. Pre-COVID. Yeah, however, they have said that they're now moving forward with it again. And it's confusing when you look into it because they say this movie will both honor the previous three movies and all the Planet of the Apes movie, but be its own direction. So some people are like, oh, so it's still in the same universe as the other three. And they're like, oh, well, sure. But it's. But no. <laughs> but no. So it's exactly the same, but totally different. I don't want another like origin story plan of the apes. Oh, for crying out loud. I do love those other movies. I'm with you a hundred percent. Make make another sequel or start over. Or yeah, or just like if it's, and if it's a sequel, it should be, I think a little bit off. Did you, where they started? Like, do you remember when we watched scream five? Yeah. And they invented that word requel. Mm. I wonder if this is going to be that, which I hope it's not. Could be. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. It's too early to say. It is. It is it too is. early to say. Now I have a follow up question. Yeah, David. Truth or dare? Okay. Did you or did you not know? If I said to you, "Who's West Ball?" Would you have known who he was? No. Yeah, me neither. No. But I know the Maze Runner. Right. I know the Maze Runner too. Would yeah. if, so if I had walked up to you and said, David. Who directed Maze Runner? I wouldn't have had a clue. Yeah, same. I would. I if I would have been, I probably would have been like I don't know, like the guy who did a couple of the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> I don't know, Fast, Justin Lin. That's who I would have. Fast thought. Ten Your Seatbelts. Yeah. Oh my gosh, if it's not named. <laughs> if that. somebody asked me who directed Maze Runner, I would have been like the guy who's directing the new Planet and the Apes movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You exactly. know what we were talking about at the top of the show? We were see that's like your show business thing. <laughs> You don't, uh, you, don't, you don't say at the beginning. Oh, uh, okay. You say at the top. Mm. Do you remember the top of the show when we told everybody we were watching Jackass? Yeah. You know what we did not tell everybody? What's that? My brilliant idea, which you completely shot down, which was to record next week's show right now. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Get the time loop completely jacked up. 
It, it, no news, just straight up, right. straight up jackass talk. Right, period. For, for as long as we can. Right. Which, you know, us is like 25 minutes right. minimum. All right. Yeah. I think that's all. Oh, you wanted, did you did you want to talk about AMC? Yeah, I got, I got one last Just because you're that kind of guy? This, this yeah. came up in how I first heard about this. I know. Was I was talking to some people and some guy goes. Dave, just real quick. Yeah. Can you just do me a favor? Mm. Yeah. Wake me up when you're done talking about this. <laughs> some guy goes, some friend of mine, Rob, he goes, Rob, what kind of a name is Rob? He goes, I, exactly. I'm like, who is this guy? Get him out of here. He goes, I hear the theaters. Oh, the theaters are raising their prices right. for Batman. They're all one. All of them. Right. Like, right. All, and I'm like, and my response was, and I, I must've sounded like the biggest ass in the room. I said, look, as but someone who has their hand on the pulse of movie news, right. I have not heard anything about this, and I do not think it is true. Not just the finger. I got my whole hand on the it, pulse. Right. And I was like, it may involve a theater, but not all theaters are doing this. And, he, and they were like, well, maybe it was just AMC. I was like, okay. Oh, that uh, is a different uh, statement right. than saying all the theaters are now charging right. more for, for Batman. So I looked into it. And sure enough, AMC was trying a uh, price increase mm. for current films. Premium. Which I don't entirely understand. Um, I mean, I, I, it's, all right. They, you want we, me to break it down? Yeah, break right. it down. I mean, I understand it, but like it just doesn't, I don't know. Okay, so here's the thing. And, yeah, you yeah. know, I'll just directly... Rob. Yeah. I used air quotes because who knows if that's real. What kind of a name is Rob? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from a guy named Penn. <laughs> so here's the thing you have like every theater in the country has an agreement, an individual agreement. Like, so you have an agreement with Warner Brothers, and in that agreement, you have an agreed upon fixed movie ticket price. Right. And that has, depending on the studio, they calculate it differently. But at the end of the day, you have to, you can't just say like, oh, I'm opening up this multiplex and I'm going to, by the way, I'm going to charge a dollar fifty for per tickets. So the studio has some ballpark rough, you know, you have to be in the neighborhood. So for example, Sony really audits their ticket prices closely. So for example, if I give away too many passes, and thereby accidentally lowering my average ticket price below my contractually agreed upon ticket price, then they audit me and they say, you said your average ticket price was gonna be X dollars. We've audited your tickets and it's now X minus Y with a difference being Z. You therefore owe us Z amount of dollars. Fair enough. So in that, the way ticket prices are conceived is that you have a standard ticket price, which is typically your best show in the evening on the weekend. So for example, Saturday night, 7 p.m., that's considered a prime show, right? From there, everybody discounts. So for example, in the hopes of getting some people to come earlier, because 7 p.m. on Saturday is the most popular time. 7 p.m. on Friday is a popular time. But if we could get people to come to the two o'clock show, it would alleviate some of the pressure on the seven o'clock show. So what we're gonna do, the entire, as I'm already telling you, you know how this sentence ends, somebody invented matinee pricing. So tickets are $15 at 7 p.m., they're $13 at 2 p.m., right? Because we're trying to entice you to come in the afternoon. On Tuesday, they're half price. 
because that's the slowest day of the week. Now they're half price. We have, it turns out a really big crowd because that's a good day to come in and get a discounted ticket. So your ticket is set as your price. And then different theaters have different promotions, i.e. gimmicks, where you discount prices in the hopes of um, pumping up, priming up some extra tickets for that particular period, for that particular showtime. Makes sense, right? So what AMC has done, and the, the jury is kind of out as to whether or not it'll stick, but what they've essentially done is said, we're going to take it a step further. We're going to discount our matinee price by X amount of dollars, but then we are also going to have a premium charge for our most popular evening shows. So if you want to come see Marry Me at 7 o'clock, tickets are $15. But if you want to come see Batman at 7 o'clock, tickets are $16. I'm, I'm using fake numbers just for the purpose of conversation. That's what AMC is doing. Whether or not it'll work, I don't know. Yeah. So basically, it's just they're doing the opposite of discount ticket pricing. They're not universally raising all of their prices. They're putting a premium on certain showtimes of certain movies. And don't you think this would lessen the amount of people coming to the premium? No. To a degree? I don't. Really? Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Our experience, mm -hmm. I, and I say this with not trying to be an ass. I'm just saying the people who want to come at seven o'clock, they're coming out whether the ticket is 14, 15, $16, like whatever the ticket price is, they're coming out. A lot of them don't know what the price is, you know? And if they, if they think the price is 1350 and they come out and it's 1450, they shrug and they buy their tickets. You know, it's not enough of a deterrent. I think what it does is there will be some people who are price conscious who will come, you know, to the earlier show or whatever, but I don't think the 7 PM is always going to be the most popular show no matter what. Hmm. I don't think it's the right thing to do. I'm not a fan of it. I'm just explaining what I think the logic is. So in the long run though, that it should even out like the, right? Right. So I don't know. It no, it's tough to defend. It's tough to, to buy into, but yeah. uh, the larger studios are run predominantly by actuaries, you know? So in other words, um, I mean the larger theater chains. So they have this stuff. Somebody, you know, got out their abacus and figured this all out, you know. They have a Roland too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who do you think Roland works for? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> it's finally starting to make sense. So anyway, that's my take on the AMC thing. I'm not saying like, obviously we have nothing to do with it. We don't have that policy. We we don't right. have in, intentions of going that way. Although you know, AMC is the same theater that brought us recliners. Oh. I mean, this is the same, like they are a legit studio or um, theater and they oftentimes have set trends that have become universal in theaters. So I don't know if this, I mean, put it this way, it's not on my radar, but you got to take AMC seriously. You got to watch them. You know, they, they kind of know what they're doing. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if that sticks. Mm. Well, on to lesser crazy Thank things. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about the trailers. This Please, week. we got some good ones. Yeah. We only had, I think, um, a couple bad ones. I liked all of them, almost. Hmm. Except for Chariot. Oh, really? Oh, really? That's the one. Yeah. Let's start with Chariot, then. 
Uh, this is the one that I said pandemic filming where the scenes, there's just like one thing in the center of the room and yeah. the rest is black. Yeah. Um, this is a movie starring uh, John, Malkovich. John Malkovich with the best wig in the world. Playing John Malkovich. Yeah, he's got, I mean, talk about wigs. It's one of the best. And okay. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> and uh, talk about studios, Saban yeah. Films, Saban, Saban Films is one of the best. Yeah, <laughs> it's <If> not, not. <laughs> uh, a film where you constantly get uh, reincarnated, but it's run by a company, and I guess something goes wrong. It's not very clear. Uh, in this. But, uh, isn't there a girl involved who like yeah. screws up the matrix? It's some, the guy is like remembering past lives or something, and it all has to do with him running into the same girls. It sounds very eternal uh, spotless oh, on right, the right. Um, eternal sunshine on the spotless mind type of thing. All right. Well, now that that's out of the way, all mm. the old knives also I thought looked lame, and it's on streaming only. So. No, it's the it's getting a theatrical release. Oh, select theaters. You buy that because at the end credits it says in select theaters and streaming. It's, oh, it stars Chris Pine. Oh, I'm sure it does. It's <laughs> <laughs> selecting one oh, theater. Yeah. Still, yeah. <laughs> so that's relevant to our listeners. How? <laughs> maybe they know that theater. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um. All right, DC League of Wait, Super Wait, real Pets. quick. Yeah. I thought that movie looked lame. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, we didn't elaborate. All it's, the old uh, knives. It's uh. That's the one that's about uh, the, a plane being hijacked or something, and they're solving a mystery. I don't know. Yeah, lame. All right, DC League of Super Pets, Batman trailer. Batman trailer. Uh, the more I see this movie, the, the more like charming I find it. I am so psyched for this movie, yeah. and this this is a very close. It's not, but it's very close to my trailer of the week. It's original. Keanu Reeves as Batman is perfect. Um, Kevin Hart as the dog, yeah. perfect. It's a really, really cute trailer. Uh, DC, DC League of Super Pets Batman trailer. I recommend it. Yeah, it's yeah. worth your time to go to YouTube and find it and watch it. Right. It, it's a very good trailer. This is my number three trailer for this week. Okay. Um, but all of the all of the top three, uh, if they would have been on a. Any other week could have easily been number one. Trailer of the week for you, Bullet Train. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, I love it when I get it. Yeah, Bullet Train, totally worth watching uh, this trailer. It looks wacky, insane, fun. Same guy who made Deadpool. Is this the movie you're most excited to see in the lineup? Of this? No. Period. Oh. Well, I mean, you're you're... Got to remember the Marvel movies out there get me pretty. Yeah, yeah, sick. I know. I'm psyched for Marvel too. So let's set Marvel aside. My no, out of non-Marvel movies this summer, this is probably my most psyched-up film. I'm just saying. Here's what I'm saying. I think this movie, Bullet Train, has the best chance to be the freshest, most original. Like it look, look the action looks amazing. Mm. It looks you know exciting the comedy and fast. Looks good. Yeah. Comedy, like it has potential to really be great. Yeah. Like excite. Like I was watching Morbius, the Morbius trailer, uh. and I know you're gonna have things to say, but what I felt like when we were watching the Morbius trailer, when I was watching the Morbius trailer, I just kept thinking to myself, and I'm not trying to be a snob or be that guy, but I just kept thinking to myself like. I've seen this movie before and I've seen this trailer before. 
like something gets shot and then right when it gets to the guy it goes to slow-mo and you see all the stuff ripple like going past him and like just like blah like that was fresh 10 years ago you know the first time you saw it yeah but now like come on like yeah. you know give me something i haven't seen before well moving into the morbius trailer yes uh i felt like this trailer was just like oh matt smith is in this movie remember he's he's gonna be the bad guy right. so which at which point it be i was like oh well i know sony doesn't have like good luck with this kind of stuff so i assume that matt smith is somehow also going to get some sort of vampiric type powers and they will be evenly matched who's the then, star of this uh jared leto right 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 and they will have to fight yeah and because matt smith is, looks like he's a cop it'll make him look like a bad guy be framed uh, as the bad guy right uh whatever like i don't know all right yeah. so bullet train was your trailer of the week yeah super league was your third trailer yeah my number two oh excellent i, I fan, couldn't pick this fantastic beasts and the secrets of dumbledore trailer two came out this week yeah uh just another great look into this what i'm hoping is a very good movie I have high hopes for this movie. Even though the last one was not good, I think that this could be a real good comeback. I have high hopes for this movie. <gasps> I totally agree with what you just said. I did not like the trailer because I felt like the trailer runs in at almost three minutes long. Yeah, too it is. long. It is a bit long. I don't like a trailer more than like 210, 203. Like I like a two-minute trailer. I don't like 248, 249. Nah. It's too much. Nah. Too much. I ain't buying it. Nah. 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 All nah. right. Now, this one. Okay, this last one here is a streaming thing. Yes. But I don't know why. It's Me neither. Called The Bubble. Mm. It's Judd Apatow mm -hmm. and a bunch of great actors mm -hmm. making a movie during mm -hmm. the pandemic. Right. And the, how they go crazy having to be stuck with each other and only each other this right. whole time locked up. So crazy I completely fell for it. Yeah. I watched the beginning of the trailer. Like when I say the beginning, I mean like the first two or three seconds and I'm like, Oh my God, this movie looks awful, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the movie they're filming within the movie. You know I, what I mean? I, like it's supposed to look awful, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> and then luckily I didn't change channel or, or, but the trailer I thought was, I thought the trailer, I got bullet train number one, DC league number two and the bubble number three. Mm. I thought this was a better trailer. I think this movie looks great. And I'll tell you, Netflix has a movie called The Adam Project. Right. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. And I did reach out to them requesting, like, hey, you guys are doing a theatrical run. Like, let's throw Lidditz in the equation. And uh, they were like, nah. <gasps> so on this one, I'm not sure. This one drops April 1st. Right. So I'm not sure why they're all of a sudden, like, exclusive to streaming when they could make a couple bucks, but clearly they are like not clearly they have pivoted away from remember for a while there, we were sort of playing both. Yeah. I thought this would have been a fun movie. I thought too. John Apatow seems like an easy sell. Yeah. Good actors in it. Yeah. You know, it just, it looks funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just surprised that it's not in theaters at all. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely but, gonna watch this. But one. I was just gonna say, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. gonna watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on, we have a big review this week. <sighs> Maybe the biggest review this week of all time. 
of all week. Remember when we had to review Star Wars and Avengers? Oh and that was some stressful business. What do you say? The stakes were high. Yeah. This movie is called The Batman. <laughs> Pen. David. Let's talk about The Batman. Uh, how did you feel about this movie? How did you feel going into this movie and then during it? Okay. Um, I went into it nervous. Okay. Like I always go into DC movies. Yeah. <laughs> right? Rightfully so. Like, like fully excited. I think we've talked about it. We certainly talked about it leading up to it enough that I was excited for it, but also nervous. Mm. And um, by the time I walked in to actually watch it, I was full on excited. I was like ready and feeling good about it. The movie started and I thought, oh my God, this is the best movie ever. And as it went along, I thought, oh my God, this is a great movie. And then as it went along, I thought, it's a really good movie. And then I was like, oh, it's a good movie. And I was like, oh, it's a pretty good movie. And then by the last like half an hour, I was like checking my watch. So I agree from what I've, with what I've heard from a few different people that like it starts off so strong and didn't was in my opinion. And now overall, I thought it was a great movie, and I I honestly truly recommend it to my friends. Like this is a great movie; you should go see it. But if you're asking my opinion and you want to nitpick a little bit, which is kind of what we do, right? Then what I would say is it started off a plus, and by the end of the movie, it was like a B. Yeah. Um, going into this, I was trepidatious. Ooh, wait, Matt, hang on. Mm. Let me look that up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get Frodo on the line. Yeah. Frodo, yeah. David's using big words again. So <laughs> uh, sat down and I kind of got the feel of the room, and I was like, "Ooh, mm, I don't know about the crowd that's here. It seems like not my movie type of people, and uh, the movie." it's good in some parts and it's just here's the okay i'm gonna get into it oh you ready ladies and gentlemen i present my friend david moulton hey, hey how you doing <laughs> boy up? i just flew in from seattle and so glad to boy, be here my arms tired <laughs> uh, some of the stuff i really love about this this movie is I love that he's doing detective work. Yes. And I like that he's working with Gordon a lot. And I love his mask. Yeah. It looks a little bit homemade. He looks great as Batman. Amazing. So he Okay, let me tell you about my ideal Batman. Mm. It's the Batman from the Batman the Animated Series. Not infallible, but right. really smart. Like he is the world's greatest detective, as right. they say. Which means that when he does his fighting he's like prepared he's got the gadgets he's got the he's got the finesse he 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 t you know thinks about his moves his punches mm -hmm. what he's doing so i really like the detective side of this batman but then when it came to other things he was like a blunt object it didn't make it was like mm. not the same person mm. when he was fighting he was just brute force in some some scenes and like when he goes to the penguins place like you would expect my batman 
right? It would have been a thing where like the penguins, like no one ever gets in here. Like they're like, we hear the, we hear the Batman wants to talk to you. He's like, yeah, whatever. And so I'm not going to talk to that guy. And then there'd be like a lightning strike and you'd see the silhouette of Batman's already in the room. Right. Right. And he'd be like, I'm here to talk about like, not that he gets brute force, but he's still like, I'm in here. And then he, you know, the penguin turns around and is like, well, just wait. My guys will never let you leave. Lightning strikes again. The room's empty. Kind of like that's like. So you're banking on a lot of lightning in your movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a storm. <laughs> Gotham's really stormy. Right. All the time. Rightly so. Yeah. But it just, in this one, he just knocks on the door and he's like, I want to talk to the penguin. And they're like, nah. So he just fist, fisticuffs his way in. He's just like, all right, boom, <laughs> boom. I'll just punch everybody till I get to him. I mean, and it works. But at the same time, it just, and I understand this is year two or three of Batman because he's done it for two years since year three. But. Um, How do we know that? He says, I've been doing that. I've done this for two years. Okay. So it's year three of Batman. Right, I missed that. Um, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked it. I'll see more of it. I want to see more of this mm. Batman. Mm -hmm. Catwoman stuff was fine. I think along the lines with you. This movie had some really great parts, but it was almost like two movies. Hmm. Because where I would have thought it would have ended, like, uh, or not, they, they, when they, they capture uh, Falcone. Falcone, right? Yeah. And then there's like a whole other act. Yeah. And the whole other act, act is great, but it feels like a total different movie. That's what my friend said. From what you just My watched. friend said he was ready for credits to roll after they killed Falcone. Yeah, and I thought, oh, maybe they'll just open it up to there's more. But then they just kept. Yeah. Kept going. The Joker is, or not the Joker, the Riddler is my favorite Batman villain. And I think they did him the same way. I loved how they made him really smart and really crazy. I hated the mask. Mm. Um. And his costume. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really lame. But then also when he attacks people, he's just like also a blunt object. Like right. He literally just, you know, yeah, he's struggling to take people out, which is a good and a bad thing because he's just, he's not a strong guy. He's right. brains. But I don't know. I There were just parts of this movie that just kind of, I don't they just the, the whole Catwoman stuff could have been totally cut for me. So uh, would you say that this movie was great but not perfect? Great's too strong of a word. It was good, but not great. Yeah. Okay. It was good, but not great. I thought it was great. And it, what, what made it great for me was there were payoff shots cinematically. Oh, there are some really good shots. That, to me, made the whole three hours completely worth it. Like, some of the moments, like the one that was in the trailer where he comes down the hallway and he punches while they're shooting at him and it's all in the same rhythm mm -hmm. and it's it's just black except for the light from the gunfires. Like, that was epic. And the scene where he comes crashing through the ceiling into Gotham Square Garden, like, that was epic. Yeah. Like, there was a variety of shots, like cinematography, and where you just wanted to cheer and it was just... Like unreal, and I'll even like throw in the first five minutes where before you even see Batman, when he's just talking about, you know, the bat signal is a call, but it's also a warning, and they show all these dark alleys where he's not. Yeah. But the bad guys near those dark alleys think he could be in there. Yeah. Like that was just so smart, like so cool, and left you with like a little bit of a chill. It was like 
I thought it was pretty incredible. I, I really like the like post flooding part of the movie. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. He takes that that shot to the chest. Yeah. Like you feel, oh man. Oh, you know what else? He's not I invincible. The other one I wanted to comment on was, and I watched it in IMAX, so I don't know if you had the same experience in the regular theater, but when he fires up the Batmobile, like my seat shook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the you like you feel that in your gut, you know, and the roar of the engine and the car just that like, car chase was great. When when he flips up his head, and again, it's another one that was a little bit spoiled in the trailer, but. To see it on the big screen where he's walking upside down towards, was it the Riddler? Penguin. Penguin, yeah. Here's here's my, I have a love-hate with the relationship. With, when he starts off the Batmobile, it's like, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's the Batmobile. But then my brain was like, why? Nobody's running. Why mean? did he get in his car? Because the guy drove away. No, no, he hadn't driven away yet. They only got in the car because Batman got in the car. <laughs> At that point in time, they were all on the other side of the vehicle. They thought they had killed him. Yeah. And they're like, where'd he go? And then he just revs his engine. Maybe he was going to go James Bond on him and, like, use the, yeah. Spin around. Spin around and shoot him all. Guns. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever think about that, David? Oh, you're right. I didn't. <laughs> My bad. Call yourself a movie critic. <sighs> Call yourself a movie guy. As if. Yeah. As if. <sighs> movie kid. Um, what did you think of, I thought it was just me until I saw a couple comments about this on Facebook. Two, two areas that mm. we need to discuss. The first one, I thought it was just me. What did you think of the music? Did it remind you of the Stormtroopers? It didn't, but this is one of the things I want, did want to bring up. And because remember in Dune, it had this like, like yeah. it just like, the music was like constantly yeah. spurring you on, but it felt like a good way, like, but it kept you so yeah. engrossed in the yeah. film. I love the Batman theme of this, like, da, yeah. da, da, da. but at the same time, it's nonstop. So even though every time it like crescendoed, it was like, oh yeah. But then I was like, oh, man, I'm almost worn out. But you just hummed it yourself. Like that sounded to me like the beginning of Darth Vader's theme. Dun, 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 yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, and that's to me, it sounded like the first bar of Darth Vader's theme. Yeah, I mean, somebody commented on Facebook. I spent the whole movie waiting for Darth Vader to come walking on because every time they cued that music, yeah. you expected him to come walking on. Yeah, that'd be a pretty cool mashup. Batman versus Vader. Yeah. No, I don't know how to tell you this. Talk to me. But Darth Vader has the Force, <laughs> <laughs> and and Batman. Has that wicked car. Has a car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the second thing I wanted to talk about yeah. is we got a, a number of complaints over the weekend. Oh, oh, no. Some of which were people lied <gasps> during the complaint. No. Here's the issue. The issue is with the focus. Mm. Did you see this? Did you notice? The focus is strange. Like the opening slide is out of focus. It's like not sharp, crisp focus. Mm. And one person chose to like really bash Penn Cinema, say all their movies are always out of focus and they, they don't use the right light bulbs and uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, which if you emailed me and said, or even commented on Facebook and said, hey, I was at a movie on Saturday night and it looked like it was out of focus. Then I would be like, great, what theater were you in? And I'm gonna run down to that theater and check the focus. Cause it happens. Yeah. I mean, these are machines. They need to be calibrated and aligned and 
that happens. But this person, you know, swore like the whole feature, the trailers, and every time they come to Penn Cinema, it's out of focus and blah, blah, blah. But uh, a friend of mine watched a movie and had the same comment and felt like I noticed it during the opening slides, like the opening Batman bit. But um, he said he noticed it throughout the entire film. You didn't pick up on that? You didn't notice it? I did not. I wonder if any of our listeners, podcast at pencinema.com, if anybody else noticed that or cared about it or th- or. No, I guess that's what I'm asking. Did you notice it? Because I, I 100% noticed it. There were portions of the movie which clearly were intentional where like the outer two-thirds of each frame were almost blurry, almost blurry. And then the main character in the middle was sharp. Mm. In focus. Well, that would have been I, – I, there wasn't a point of that where I, I didn't think that was on purpose. Yeah. Because of the way the film was – It reminded me of the conversation when um, – Christopher Nolan said that Tenet was, the dialogue was inaudible (laughs) on purpose. Speaking of Christopher Nolan. Yeah. What, is this the which is better? Yeah. This is, here's, okay, let me tell you, it's going to sound like I'm bashing this film, and I'm not. I think this film is good, but not great. I think the film like, is great. But I, not I, I'm I'm going to watch it again this week, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. And I might have a stronger opinion then, you yeah. know, knowing what I'm getting. That well, often we're, happens. We're going to have no time next week. No, we've got to, we've got to talk about two your, hours of jackass. Your follow-ups to Batman because yeah. we've got a full slate. <laughs> I mean, if we can't make a podcast episode longer than the actual movie about <laughs> right. about the movie, then. <laughs> What are we even here for? Let me just, pro tip. Next week, skip the podcast and just come see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, but seriously, I, I, I mean, it's the obvious question. Like, what do you like better? And, and there's, as usual, there's two questions. What do you like better? The Dark Knight trilogy versus the Batman. And which do you think is better? The Dark Knight trilogy versus the Batman. Yeah, it's interesting because, so this movie, like I said, good but not great in my opinion. Um Sunday night, I was just watching someone who was like, oh, what is better, the, the Nolan or, or the, the Reeves Batman? And they had an image of Batman in both. And the one was Christian Bale as Batman in the Batcave, like in front of the Batsuit as Bruce. And I was like, ah, cool. And then my mind didn't even register the Matt Reeves Batman. And I was like, oh, yeah, that movie came out this week. It's just like a non, it's almost non-existent to me. It's just like the Nolan movies are just so much better. Like, are they better as, are they better movies? No, I don't know. That's what I was going to say. I like the Nolan movies better. Yeah. But I honestly think the Batman is a better quality film. I think it's a more interesting, it's more art. There's yeah. more art to it. There's yeah. there's better visuals. It's the cinematography is heads and shoulders above. I might wind up liking this Batman more than the others just because I really enjoy the detective stuff. Yeah, it's the non-detective stuff that really irritates me, and I think that the more that I watch it, the more I might forget. Just be like, ah, whatever. Just get me to the like the Jeffrey Wright stuff. Like, yeah, that's the fun stuff. Okay. So David gives it a good, not great. I give it a great, not so perfect. What we're saying is greatest movie, best, ever. Movie, best movie of all time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, I don't think that bit works because we can never. I can never remember. Best movie of all time, worst movie I've ever seen. All right, gotcha. Yeah, 
All right, we didn't have any listener feedback this week, to which I say, what up? What up? People. Podcast at PennCinema.com, where you at? This might be the first time of, of all time. It might be. It only took 163 episodes. Everyone was like, 162? I think I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So reach out. We want to hear how you doing. But how we doing? What we doing? What we doing? What's up? What we doing? What are you doing this week? I have something interesting to report. Oh. A little outside the norm. Oh. I took my lovely wife mm. and my youngest daughter <gasps> to Broadway. Get out of town. And we saw six. What about seven? Are we, we did not see seven. Or five. Or five. We got. We don't have time for that. Oh, jeez. We only got so many minutes in the day. You gotta see six. Right. So we got six. Yeah. Are you familiar with six? I'm not. Okay. Six is amazing. It's a new Broadway musical. It stars six women, each of whom represent uh, a different wife of Henry VIII. Jeez. And there's a three-person or four-person all-female band on stage with them, and those ten women are... They, they never leave the stage. The whole show is them on stage, and it's absolute masterpiece musically, and um, the performances that the ladies give are just, I mean, it's an incredible thing to see people who can really sing, to see them do it in person, unbelievable. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I saw Off-Broadway this week, eight, which was about Henry VIII, and, Period. And his, his, the women that he was married to, but yeah. they were never on stage. Oh. <laughs> and if you ever want to see a play about people who can't sing, right. there's a lot of talking in this. A lot of talking? A lot of monologues. <laughs> yeah. I also watched, uh, rewatched Doctor Strange. Ooh. Trying to get myself psyched up. Not, not, not that I need much help, but I wanted to um, make sure I was sharp on the backstory. Yeah. And God, I forgot what a great movie that is. Sphinkies get crushed. It is so good. It is really good. Wait, why you got to be like that? I don't know. I'm just saying stupid <laughs> stuff. What do you, what do you, what do you want crushed. from me? And Amy and I continue to watch Mrs. Maisel, which comes out two episodes per week. Mm. We have it down to a routine now because it says it drops on Friday, but it really drops on Thursdays. We watch the first two episodes on Thursday. Then we, re- we rewatch them on Friday and then periodically throughout the week while we wait for the next two to drop. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Two episodes at a time. Yeah. That's insane. It's so hard because you just want it like you you're dying. More. Yeah. More. Yeah. Uh, this week I've been reading The Girl Who Lived Twice by David Lagerkrantz. I might be saying that. It used to be Stan something or other. It's This is the fourth or fifth, maybe? It's the final book in The Girl Without the, with the Dragon Tattoo ah, series, right. yeah. which is fin- so far about an hour and a half left in it. It's fantastic. Mm. Um, but... I, I, I want to ask you, yeah. what, what's Paramount doing to me? What <laughs> what, what are they doing? <laughs> they got infinite time, right? <laughs> they got all the minutes. All the minutes. They can choose and pick. Yeah. You know, er, earlier this year, I'm watching some Star Trek, and they're like, you know what? Hold up. Let's take a break and have you watch another Star Trek mm. show, and then that'll go on break, and we'll bring back mm. the show that you really wanted to watch. And I'm like... What a world. There's so much Star Trek, but I just want one and done. Show me a Star Trek, then mm. we'll move on to the next one. Yeah. Like, I'm here. I'm here right. for the Star Trek. I'm ready. Right? What, ready, willing, and able. And we're coming down to the final, like, 
three episodes of Discovery this season. Uh oh, things are getting Tick. crazy. Tick. Right. Tick. So last week, I'm like, cannot wait for this final one of the final three episodes of Star Trek Discovery. The show is popping this season, popping. And then I log on, and it's like, hold up, episode one of Star Trek Picard dropped today, and I'm like, what? There's two Star Trek episodes today? Which is fantastic. But why not just wait till three three weeks? Like, why double book yourself? The timing's all off. If you're going to do that, just release the whole thing. Yeah. I don't want this. I, I hate that, like, when the streaming service is week to week, yeah, just dump it on. Let me watch it in my own time. What's wrong with you? But instead, I got two Star Treks to look forward to. So now on Tuesdays, Thursdays, I mean, it's like, what do you watch first? You hit up the Discovery. You hit up Picard, which, by the way, Picard season two opener, so so fabuloso. I mean, if you like Star Trek, you gotta check it out. Right. Yeah. David, I don't tell you this enough. Yeah. But I just want to say right now, here in front of all of our friends, Mm. our many listener, Mm. you're so brave. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're so brave that you you struggle through this. I know. You never give up. Thank you. You persevere. Other people would have said nah. No, they would have given up. I'll see you once it's all on there. Right. No, not you. Not David Moulton. I'm invested in these Star Trek characters. Right. To the point where last night I was rewatching Fast and Furious 6 to prepare for tonight's viewing of Fast and Furious 7 at my Bond night. Fast and That's my 7 o'clock plans. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And we're watching Fast and Furious 7. And I was like, hold up, who's this background character? That's right. It's David Ayeda, I think is how you say his name. Current current special guest star mm-hmm. on Star Trek Discovery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know you, boy. I see you. Ten mm. years ago on Fast and Furious. Mm. Yeah. So, anywho, that's what I'm up to. My man. Lots of Star Trek. Of course, The Gilded Age is really good, too. I'm watching that. Yeah, I told you. I started, Did you pop off? Did you, did you I, fell asleep, I fell yeah. asleep. Did Amy didn't watch anymore? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Can I do this episode of the show with Amy? Can I just tell you that I don't want to name names? All right, here's what we're going to do. My lovely wife. Who has no name. Who has no name. She has a big milestone birthday coming up. Say what, 27? Right, right. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, I'll let you guess what her milestone birthday is. But it's a big one. And it's not 30. Right? Yeah. And it's not 40. 27. <laughs> right. 27. So podcast at Penn Cinema, if you would like to share your birthday wishes with my lovely wife, who's turning 50 this weekend, and she has never looked better, sounded better. She's on the top of her game, killing it professionally, personally, everything she does, she kills. This week, upcoming weekend. Yeah. So if you would like to wish Amy a happy birthday, podcast at pencinema.com. I will forward your email to her. I don't want to put her email out there into the cosmos. But podcast at pencinema.com, if you would like to wish Amy a happy birthday, and bonus points if you spell her name correctly, it's Mm. not spelled A-M-Y. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. It's spelled Amy. Amy. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so that's what I got coming up. Wow, dude. You know, I got no time for Gilded Age. Because that's a good thing that we watch Jackass now. I, 
Honestly, I was thinking that. Yeah. I was thinking that because we're going to record next Monday night. Yeah. We discussed that I wouldn't be around this mm -hmm. weekend. And now I don't have to worry about how I'm going to watch a movie because I already did. Boom. What's up? Boom. Done. I'm Done. a professional. David, nothing. Consummate. Consummate professional. professional. All right. Look, next week, tell us what you thought of Jackass. Tell us what you thought of the Batman. Tell me why I am so wrong and overly judgmental about these stupid superhero movies. And why do I care so much? And Rob... <laughs> Why didn't you listen to this episode? And you why'd your parents learn... name you Rob? Yeah, why'd your parents name you Rob? <laughs> and how come you didn't know all the stuff that we talked about already? Yeah. You should have known. Should have been listening to this show. You so, know this guy, Rob? I know this guy, Rob. Yeah. He's in Hawaii. Tell ah, you about that. Aloha. And my boy, thank you so much. Mahalo. He's in the service. Mahalo, so, brother. Yeah. He's translating all the I think that's codes. I think that's Hawaiian for thank you. Thank you. Mahalo. I wouldn't know. I well, know that they have a problem with chickens. Okay. There's too many of them. Okay. Yeah. Now I feel bad for making fun of his name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look, once again for the Pensino podcast. Wait, hold whoa, on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Look, you want to be a part of the show. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, I do. Just like Rob was. I do. Week, right? <laughs> Best way to do that, email us, podcastpensino.com, mm. or head over to Facebook. Mm. If I trailer Jason over there, mm -hmm. Frodo's always there sometimes. Mm -hmm. Hey, Frodo, you're still feeling sick. We What's hope up? you're feeling good. Yep. So- that's how you can get in touch yeah. with us. But if you want to support the show, yeah. what's the number one way people can do that, Pen? So easy. Oh. So easy. So easy? Yeah, we discussed last week, people wrote in, they were tired of buying sheets yeah. and clothespins and bowling pins yeah. and pin needles and pine cones. <laughs> and use <laughs> right. needles. <laughs> right. So enough with the gadgets. Yeah. So we're going to keep it, we're going to keep it, um, What's the output is analog. We're going to mm. keep it analog. Here's what you do. This is what we want you to do. We want you to figure out how to say, listen to the Penn Cinema podcast in the most obscure language you can find. Yeah. Maybe Hawaiian. <gasps> and we want you to practice. I don't want you to just like mumble it. I want you yeah. to know it. Like this should be your new parlor trick. Yeah. You know, when people are like talking, oh, no, I know four languages. And then I just want you to be able to rattle off like, send us a clip and send us a clip. Podcast.com. We'll play it on the show. Right. Here's looking at Rob who speaks several languages. Because here's the thing. Yeah. You drop that bomb at like your cocktail party or like the PTO meeting or better yet, your meeting at work. Yeah. <laughs> you drop that bomb in the middle of the staff meeting at work and people are like, what'd you just say? Then you can be like, oh, that's Chilean for listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. What a perfect opening. Better yet. Better yet. Here's what yeah, you do. We, right? Yeah. We add on to this. Yeah. You learn how to say it in another language. Right. Right. right? <laughs> then you go to your local group of teenagers that think they're cool. Right. <laughs> right. And you're like, anyone ever teach you how to swear in this other language? Oh, we, oui, we. Oui. But then you tell them. How to say listen to Penn Cinema podcast in another language? So they're running around like, uh, 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 and then somebody yeah. in that language hears it, and they're like, "Well, these kids oh, are all, yeah. the young kids are talking about it. Must be cool. It must be cool. I'm gonna check it out." So, <laughs> did I ever tell you about the time I convinced my coworker that I spoke French? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'll tell it again another time. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Well, once again for the Penn Cinema podcast. Uh, David Walton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care and party, party on. on. <laughs>Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. 
This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.